So this is Hollow and Substantial, episode one. Episode one, we finally got here. It's been a long haul. It really has. I know, really has. It's been a long journey in the planning, in the talking. A lot of talking, I'd say. I've done a lot of promotion of this mm-hmm. before it's even existed, mm-hmm. other than in our heads, actually. Yeah, so it's good to finally be here Yeah. in yeah. a lovely studio. We're in a fantastic studio. So we've been amazingly gifted this beautiful place by Alpha Scotland. Um, so a big shout out to Des. Yeah, uh, who's great. been so generous with letting us have this space. And it's got windows, which oh, yeah. I just feel it makes such a difference to a room when no. you're recording something. I mean, to be honest, that could be a topic of a discussion for a future date. The importance of indoors and outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think about all the time. So that could be a podcast episode. So this is Hollow and Substantial. And uh, we're just going to do a bit of introduction to, to mm. what we're going to do today. And then we'll crack mm-hmm. on, really. Mm-hmm. So we've got a few sections, a few segments. So yeah. we'll do a bit of conversation about what we've been looking at and watching and listening to. Um, we're going to do a bit of a discussion. Uh, what are we talking about today? Kind of why we're doing this podcast, isn't oh, yeah. it? It's a sort of initial podcast about the podcast so it's a bit meta very meta but i think a bit about who we are what kind of what we're hoping to talk about overall why we're here yeah pretty good yeah a yeah, bit of introduction but yeah who mm. we are uh, and then we'll we'll do a little foolish wisdom we thought we would have a foolish wisdom section which is just mm. a little tip if you're particularly in the creative industries or you, you could switch off if you're not in the creative industries but it's probably quite useful advice for life really <laughs> something again that's caught our eye and then we'll round it up with a bit of wisdom for the week Wisdom for the week, or a little add-on extra note. Who it's knows? Good. be different every time. It's good. So, so Fiona Hollow, mm-hmm. what has caught your eye this week? So, um, this week I have been uh, actually re-watching, or watching, get, getting back into um, House of Cards. Oh, no, no. UK or American? American. Interesting. Um, and so I took a hiatus from House of Cards um, after the whole Me Too stuff was mm-hmm. going on, and whole thing with Kevin Spacey and I felt quite conflicted about it yeah um but it kind of came up again and I thought actually do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this um and it's just been really interesting watching it um and actually kind of having that in parallel with what's going on in politics at the moment yeah it's been made me think a lot about the stuff that happens behind doors that yeah. we do not see and how things are spun in the public realm but actually what politically is going on and all the back deals. Fascinating. It's really interesting. Um, so I'm on season four. So I you've think. gone back to the beginning and started so, again. So no, I I got got I started on season three. Okay. So I kind of picked up. I think actually it's becoming much more about um, not to be a spoiler, but much more about the president's wife mm. and the president and kind of going down that narrative. So mm. it's just been really oh, it's been really interesting. So many interesting interesting things to pick up on uh-huh. there, aren't there? Because mm-hmm. I think there's there's an initial conversation about that whether you watch something whether you don't some, mm. watch something and, and I, I mean I was really struck by that at the time with the Kevin Spacey stuff that you know he is obviously the the, the big um, name attached to that series but there are hundreds of people who work on um, a series like that in terms of writers and production and and, and also other actors so there's there's that knock-on effect in the mm. in the viewing public so that, that's interesting mm. in itself isn't it whether you do choose to watch something yeah yeah um, but then also, yeah, just what it what what a piece of art reveals about mm. our current cultural moment, I guess. Is. It really made me think, and actually, it feels very link. It just feels like it links in so much to our like this week in politics and just generally what's going on in our political world mm. of like 
the amount of stuff that's happening and how f- how things go how fast everything is yeah. in our current political yeah. climate yeah um and actually in house of cards things happen so quickly yeah people change their minds so quickly because a piece of information is revealed and actually i think is that what's going on in our current politics probably but yeah. we just don't see that and it's interesting isn't it because it, it, it links to that question of where we find wisdom mm. as well because you, you you in past generations you would have assumed that your leaders mm-hmm. would be would be people who are really exercising mm-hmm. wisdom rather than knowledge but we're increasingly in this knowledge economy where we you know we can find out any piece of information with the drop of a hat but but where are we actually seeking wisdom and actually having the time mm. to seek wisdom um, it links a bit with with um, what, what well not what I'm watching but I'm I'm listening to. What's so caught your ear? This what's week? caught my ear this week has been Brexit Cast. I am a big fan of Brexit Cast. I'm like an evangelist for it. I get people to listen to it all the time. So it's on the BBC Sounds app and it's it's um, four journalists. So uh, Laura Kunzberg and Katja Adler and Chris Mason and Adam Adam Mason. No, Chris Mason and Adam. I can't remember, sorry, oh, that's awful, because I do listen all the time. Um, anyway, but but they're all at the top of their game in terms of their, their journalism and uh, obviously covering all these political events. And so Brexit casters are kind of listening to them at the end of the day. So they basically check in with each other and what's going on. And, and each brings their own perspective. Um, and it, I always describe it as being, it's a bit like if you went to the pub with them at the end of the night and, and kind of got a little bit of an insight and a scoop. But what I'm finding interesting from what you've just said about House of Cards is is how much of that particularly as it's grown in popularity and it's now on TV as well as on the Sounds app, how much of it is is also what is being chosen to be presented and being edited and, mm-hmm. and put out so that we um, we hear what people want us to hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, it's a spiral, isn't it? You realise as well, there's so much that each, the four of them mm. as journalists are exposed to that they do not share yeah. in their journalism. Mm. Because like there is, or the, the conversations that they've overheard or been part of with politicians, that then they there isn't shared in the pub again in the public mm. realm, but they'll reveal something in the Brexit cast. And it's not it's not um, groundbreaking, and they're not like revealing something that is like going to shift anything in particular. But I always find that interesting that they'll be like, oh, I was talking to this politician, yes. or I was talking to this aide of this MP. And you think actually, oh right, you and all it's all have relational, access. isn't uh-huh. it? It's all relational. So, so there's something that there's stuff that they're allowed to say and that they're choosing to say. And I, I guess with politicians, they're on message or they're off message. But, but that actually, as human beings, we're relational beings, which is why you know that's where the intrigue comes from, isn't it? When um, there's the sort of um, yeah relational stuff going on uh, in our political realms. But we are designed to be relational beings. Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. That's fascinating. Both ha- had very interesting little things that have caught our, very, caught our eyes. Very our political, ears, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we would, uh, well, I certainly would recommend Brexit Cast. And I might go back and look at House of Cards. Have you ever watched the UK version? No, I've not actually. I, I just hit the microphone like there, so sorry, listeners, if that caught you. <laughs> <laughs> you look at work. Got it. I know. It's concerned by it. Um, no, I've not watched the British version. I, I feel like I would be quite interested mm. to watch that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. else i've been watching um which well or reading rather um i haven't i haven't actually i've just full disclosure here i haven't actually read the book yet i've read the first chapter <laughs> but i was listening to a podcast and uh david kinnaman was on it and david kinnaman works for um a big polling company in um the barna group 
in the States and does a lot of research on, on faith and millennials and so on. So here's a really interesting quote. He's got a new book out called Faith for Exiles, Five Ways for a New Generation to Follow Jesus in a Digital Babylon. I love all of those terms. So I'm keen to read that book. So here's what Kinnaman says. He says, Screen demand, screens demand our attention. Screens disciple. The power of digital tools and the content they deliver are incredible. And we are the first generation of humans. This is the really interesting bit. We are the first generation of humans who cannot rely on the earned wisdom of previous generations to help us live with those rapid technological changes. Instead of older adults and traditions, many young people turn to friends and algorithms. Mm. God, that was really interesting. Mm. The first generation that can't, learn from the, the previous generation mm -hmm. because it's this brave new world that, that mm -hmm. you're in. Yeah, it's a bit scary. Uh, it's scary, isn't it? <laughs> That's a great quote. It's a good quote. Yeah. If I don't finish the book, I've got a quote out of it. So <laughs> there's a bit of wisdom for you. <laughs> yeah. But actually, I think kind of linking into that, um, there is a real question of what can we learn from each other? So not just kind of that quote kind of points this idea, we can, you know, we're not lo no longer turning we're not, my generation are no longer turning to the generation that have been mm. before us to kind of learn from. But actually, maybe that's because the way we understand learning in, is, is so hierarchical. Yeah. And actually, I think we would like to talk over the next, over our podcast series, however many episodes that is, kind of learning from each other, yeah. I think, isn't it? An, yeah, that's an good. intergenerational conversation yeah. about all different manner of things. But actually, maybe we need to realign ourselves and reimagine what learning could be d could mm. be like that's good across generations yes so. yes i like that i like i like that a lot yeah exactly because it and the worst thing is to, to to turn into that curmudgeon who can't learn anything from mm -hmm. from either yeah. way actually because i think it, you know a younger it's the, it's the classic thing where younger people can often look to an older generation and say well you've got nothing to teach me which is what that quote's mm -hmm. saying how can you teach me about the, the the digital world that i'm in when you don't understand that but there is nonetheless still deep, deep wisdom mm. in older people and in mm -hmm. uh, their experience of, of how life has been. Good. Interesting. It is really interesting. It is interesting. It? So She's good that we're interested. I mean, even if nobody else listens. <laughs> we're having a lovely time. <laughs> Sitting in Bath Street. <laughs> Chatting to each other. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And I guess for me, there's, there's some stuff about... I feel there were things that I kind of had to learn through experience mm. in my 20s. And I, I would I would love to kind of talk about some of those things mm. and say, well, actually, so here's some things that I wish somebody had spoken to me about. Mm -hmm. You know, because actually, although we are in this digitally exile world, actually, there are things that haven't changed. Mm -hmm. And there, there, are, there are kind of common humanity mm -hmm. issues that I think it's just helpful to have people speak into your yeah. situation. Yeah. Uh, dead practically, you know, so some of mm. it is kind of deep spiritual... Mm wisdom but some of it is do you know what sorry your pension yeah. seems really boring <laughs> but it's probably quite important to think about yeah <laughs> you know? yeah do you know yeah or do you need to buy a house yeah well that's it do you yeah. know how, how much are we yeah. pressed into doing things by the yeah. society we live yeah. in yeah and i think well i suppose i hope that i am bringing also something of wisdom and experience mm. of what it means to to live as someone in a, um, of my age and life stage in a digital era in an era where things just are changing so rapidly mm. all the time, mm -hmm. um, I suppose what is it? I ho I hope really that I am bringing something to that conversation yeah. as well, and that we can I suppose talk not over each other but across to each other yes. about different things and 
um, be really hopefully good at listening to yeah. <laughs> we do we do love to chat I know we do and there's quite a lot of talking over so yeah, you know um, so in terms of kind of what we're going to think it might be helpful to see, to mm. just share a little bit about who we are mm-hmm. and what our backgrounds are yeah. so um, substantial is 48 almost as she mentioned already um, I run a creative arts company so I was in youth work for a long time and then I went off and trained as an actor I now write and act and perform and I run a company called Foolproof Creative Arts, which is um, it's producing resources for churches, but it's also trying to encourage younger performers and younger artists in particular. So I have a, a real passion for uh, the arts, for culture, for what culture teaches us about who we are as people. Uh, I feel quite passionate about um, yeah, just telling good stories, I guess, and making people laugh, because foolishness is quite important. I I think foolishness is in quite short supply yeah. these days. We take ourselves very seriously, yeah, we and we you know we jump in, we pile in on people, often around their humour. And you know, humour can be humour can be truth telling. Mm, I think yeah. so. Yeah, that's my background. So that's substantial. Yep, I live in Glasgow. I have a lodger. I have a garden that I'm trying to learn how to do. I like wild swimming. I like trying new things and end up you know never really succeed never really excelling at anything because i'm trying a million things <laughs> every time i speak to you you have a new idea you're like i've been thinking about this children's book i've been thinking about this um idea or this like project or this visual art thing and i just think oh my goodness I writing musicals you know i'm still writing technically i'm still writing musicals <laughs> a million ideas i love it <laughs> just never carry them all to completion but i mean this is this being here testament mm. to actually carrying indeed, through so quite pleased with myself um, and so I'm hollow, and hollow <laughs> is uh, 23, almost 24. I'm turning mm. 24 tomorrow. Mm. So my birth, so it might be 24 by the time you listen to this. Um, and I, uh, um, I suppose I trained in theatre, so I have a theatre background, and I do a bit of like teaching and drama teaching on the side. Um, I'm not sure if I call myself an artist. I'm still in that weird weird space that's a really interesting we're, conversation interesting we're going to pick that up i think yeah um so i do about that but i also um work for an organization um for where i work with students christian students across scotland so i've kind of been pioneering that for a few years now as well um and i also live in glasgow i also love wild swimming i love creativity the arts i love doing little random things as well or like you are quite random, but you're quite you're quite committed. That's one of my observation of you is you're quite committed to things oh, really? in a good way. Yeah, oh, good. you kind of live out your your beliefs, which Thank is good. You so much. Yeah. I often think, oh no, I'm not. Yeah, like you're on your bike. I think oh, yeah. about that when I'm you know driving into the office for four minutes in my car. <laughs> yeah, I I I, I um, cycle around everywhere, so I uh, do that all the time in the rain and the heat and all the bits in between. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of what I do, and um, I live. Not that far from you now, no, that's right. so that's fun. And I don't really know what else there is. I know it's not. What I was I, well, I suppose. Um, so I'm single. Well, I'm single as well. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounded a bit weird. <laughs> but I think it's good to know that. If you don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I think, we'll cut I think that that, like some of that, like I think that'll like probably come into conversations, yeah. isn't it? Like the experience you carry, the context that you are in, informs so much of your worldview and how you interact with cultural things. Definitely. So, I'm sure that will like creep into our conversations at some point. <laughs> <laughs> if not, we could turn it into a dating podcast. If anyone's yeah, if out any, there, if anyone's get out right there. there. <laughs> 
anyway, shall we uh, move on to talking about a bit of a little bit of a foolish wisdom mm. slot? Yeah. So, substantial. Yes. What foolish wisdom do you want to offer up? to us today okay so this is the for the creatives well i i mentioned before that i have a lodger laura and laura is an illustrator so interesting and uh, we were chatting last night and she was she was we were talking about uh the the kind of commercialism of the worlds that we live in and she was saying that consistently people keep saying to her (laughs) she really wants to make it an illustration she needs to draw more animals because animals, she, she, she wants to illustrate kids' books, so animals are the big thing in the, in the kids' book industry. Then we got onto this conversation about how there are different animals that trend. I had never thought about this, Fiona. Never thought about this. It was hilarious. So she was saying, I didn't even know the name of the animal. I had to write it down. It's a pan, pangolin. It's like a little anteater thing. Apparently pangolins are very on trend in the children's <laughs> illustration book market. What? And then, then we started thinking about it. We started thinking about things, well, teddies, uh, like bears. Apparently, if you can draw a bear, you are made, you're sorted for children's illustration. But also, um, animals like uh, foxes have had their moment in the sun. Pandas have very much had their moment in the sun. Um, foxes, pandas, there was some. Oh, owls. Owls were very trendy, very on trend. I had literally never thought of the animal kingdom as being on trend at any point fascinating but it did get me thinking about commercialism and then and the artistic struggle so if you are in whatever art form you're in the pressure is always there to to pay your mortgage pay your rent pay your food bills you need to make money you've got to be realistic about it but at the same time how much do you bend what you do and bend your creative intention to to the animal that's on trend or whatever the current feeling is within um, the artistic realm that you operate in um i don't know if i've got an answer to that i've become a bit worldly wise about it and sometimes you think well i'll just take the money and i'll write that thing that needs to be written because there's some money in it for me um but i think you need to kind of also guard your heart in that and not sell out so within the drama world that would be you know it's what you say yes to what you say no to and i, I quite often have conversations with um younger actors about that kind of thing you know like do you do you say yes to um, parts that would involve you nudity for example is the classic example or what you say what you're prepared to say are you prepared to um blaspheme are you prepared to swear my my take by the way on that is is i'll kind of say anything but i feel very uncomfortable if i'm asked to say jesus name or god's name um and i've kind of taken that personal stance and and you can always say no to work it will probably cost you mm. it will cost you financially but it might also cost you in terms of what people then get you to do in the future um but sometimes you need to make a stand on that stuff and, and hold true to what you believe your story is that you're trying to tell. Um, but that's tough in the commercial realities of, of the world. And I think um, there are very few people who who can make it by simply staying purely to what they want to do. You've got to think about your audience. You've got to think about the market. Um, and there are a lot of people out there who spend a lot of time thinking about the market. <laughs> They're the ones who make, you know, pangolins go on trend. So yeah, that's my foolish wisdom is you've you've kind of got to know know your boundaries before you are asked to do something. Sometimes there's a commercial reality and that doesn't demean you as an artist. It doesn't make you less of an artist if you're doing something because it pays. Um and it, and often that can be quite a liberating thing. So if you're if you're paid a large amount of money for a piece of work, it then can free you to do the work you really want to be doing at at other points. But I would say talk to other people about it. 
ask questions, ask, and that's where you can find some wisdom from, I guess, from older people within within your industry. And don't forget, you heard it here first: the pangolin, trending animal of the moment. Fiona, if you were to pick an animal that you wanted to be on trend, who would you up? I said it earlier to you off off um, the mic, but um, flamingos. Like it. They're pink. They're vivacious. They're amazing. They're quite transitory. I like yeah. that. They don't, they don't lurk around for too they're long. They're just hard to catch a hold of. Quite spindly, though. Yeah. They, no, they ha- but they can balance really well on one leg. Yeah, well, that is true. It's pretty... It's, yeah, it's true. It's they're just my favourite animals, so, you know. No, no, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would always promote the penguin. I'm a big fan of the penguin. <laughs> I do an excellent penguin impression. Six weeks at drama school. <laughs> Thank you very much. What about what about what about So we're just gonna round up with a little bit of wisdom for the week. Lovely little segment. Yeah. <laughs> um quite hard to think of something pithy to say so i i've been thinking uh, the generation x thing has been interesting as we've talked about that and i suppose my i suppose it's more of a challenge for myself for the week is i'm going to try and really listen well to the millennials and and the younger generations around me because i don't want to be that grumpy curmudgeon who always it's it's an easy trope to go after the millennials so that's my that's my kind of challenge to myself this week um, but maybe if you are also similarly curmudgeonly, you might want to join me in that. And I would encourage you to chat to a millennial. So somebody kind of 30 and under, isn't it? Mm. The 18 to 30 age group. Mm. Find out what they're up to mm. and what the challenges are. Yeah. Um, and my wisdom for the week is to um, turn on a light before you go down the stairs. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Why would that be important, Fiona? Um, so at the weekend, I had a fall. <laughs> I love that. Can I just say, having a fall is what you say when you're, you know, coming up 75. I know. She had Um, a fall. I had a fall. (laughs) Um, So I fell down the stairs uh, and it was dark and and I missed a step and then I really hurt my knee. So it's very sad. But I actually think that the wisdom in some of this is actually, you know, take your body seriously. So like as someone who's 23, I sometimes think, oh, I can just push my body through lots of things Mm. and just keep going. And actually, I think so, there's maybe some wisdom for people my age to just think about your body, what you're doing to it, what you're putting in it, how you're treating it. So brilliant. There you go. That's, I'm going to take that on board. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. This has been hollow and substantial. Hollow.